Welcome to Improve with Stephanie, a thought-provoking podcast about business improvement strategy, leadership, and innovative technology. Improve with Stephanie will interview CEOs, CFOs, thought leaders, and innovators. Stephanie, CEO of Nelson Legacy Enterprises International, is our host. She is crazy passionate about business and the evolution of people. Thank you for joining. Now let's listen in. And now, this week's sponsor. Nelson Legacy Enterprises International is a technology consulting firm in the United States and West Africa, Nigeria. With more than 20 years of experience in service quality system design, analysis, innovation, and implementation, their strategy is to help your organization efficiently innovate and scale service quality in your business. Nelson Legacy International helps your company reduce production costs to generate more sales and revenue. To get started building better service quality systems, please visit their website at www.nelsonlegacyenterprises.com. The Improvement Award highlights local, regional, national, or international organizations that are excellently innovative, improving the lives of people and communities. If you are interested in receiving the Improvement Highlight Award on the Improve with Stephanie podcast, please email info at NelsonLegacyEnterprises.com. The Improvement Highlight Award goes to the Nelson Foundation. The Nelson Foundation, founded by Alexis Nelson and named after her father, originated in 2006. The purpose and mission of the Nelson Foundation is to equip first-time investors to build wealth and achieve economic mobility through small business partnerships. To learn more, please visit www rootedinllc.org. Hey y'all, I thought I would share the purpose of the private sessions. Are you ready? The purpose of the private sessions between me and my audience is to create on-demand information that provides actionable steps you can take in your business, resulting in increased efficiency, cost savings, and speed to market. Who doesn't want to get to the market faster? My personal passion is for companies to achieve sustainability in the marketplace. Whether you're a new business or a Fortune 500 corporation, there are repeatable steps you can take to drive business success. One way companies need to approach business success is to deploy methods of continuous process and technology improvement. Constantly evaluate how you are doing your work. Continuous process and technology improvement is a systematic approach to incremental, which is slow change or breakthrough, which is like go for it change, all of a sudden change in your business. Listen as I share improvement methods that help efficiently grow and scale your company. Let's talk about it. So if I'm honest, I think one of the things that I've been struggling with in sharing the message of how to um, constantly live in a culture of improvement 
it has been how you apply improvement to what it is that you do every single day. I think there are so many um, ways to apply the continuous process improvement methodology. It's a very broad um, field, quite frankly, and it applies to such detail in how you run and operate your business um, from sales to operations to information technology to software um, application. I mean, there are so many things. So one of the things I wanted to narrow down today is why service quality matters and how do you apply improvement um, to your service quality systems? So let's start with what is service quality? Um, It literally is how you meet your customer's service expectations. It's pretty simple at the highest level. Um, How is your company performing against what the customer expects and what's being delivered? Um, So it is the in between that creates the system, right? Um, versus what they expect and what's being delivered. Um, so those are the things that I think of when I'm thinking about service quality. One of the other things that I think that I've always, you know, um, struggled with with service quality is what do you apply service quality systems to? Um, is it just customer expectations um, from a specific you know perspective like you know what their experience is or do you um, apply service quality across the organization across your company and I'm a firm believer that service quality needs to happen um, in in I guess I would say in your frontline um, people who face who are client facing and then you need an internal service quality system. Um, you know, one of the things that people create inside their businesses, um, department to department or person to person is, or team to team, I should say, um, is service level agreements. If I submit something to you, a document, or um, I submit some kind of deliverable to you, Um, my expectation is that the work that results from whatever I submit to you will be returned to me with a review or feedback within a certain period of time. The reason why I'm kind of going through this elementary um, review of service quality is because I think we've lost focus on how to improve Um, service quality over time because we get bogged down with the technology of it and I am a tech geek like you can't find someone who doesn't love using tools to support um, the work that we do however I do believe that a major um, something that's really important for us to keep in mind is that we can't always be so focused on the 
fancy tool that we forget the steps it takes to implement a tool that has um, a value to the user because that in and of itself is service quality. Um, and in the IT world, it's called ITIL. So there's a quality um, system that's ascribed to information technology as well. So today we're going to kind of focus on something that I that is becoming a new passion of mine. And that is learning about farming in Africa. Some of you guys know that I am opening up an office and starting a company um, that has multiple kinds of lines of businesses, um, but it is authentically mine and I plan to open up um, a consulting office and a restaurant and over time, as I have learned more and more about Nigeria, um, I have been really getting involved in the agriculture space um, and learning a lot about what they do, how they produce their food, um, where the gaps are. And so one of the things that I'm learning is that the supply chain in the country is not as efficient as it could be. A lot of it has to do with um, service level agreements and then there's just, you know, fundamental deficiencies, um, you know, the just driving from one area to another can be challenging because the roads aren't paved. Um, not Now, th let me just stick a pin right there. I'm not painting a false narrative that um, Nigeria in particular is not a developing country um, in the sense of they have paved roads. There are just some roads <laughs> in their off, like in their, some of their smaller communities that are still being developed. If we're talking about my personal city in America, one of the things that Pittsburghers um, literally get frustrated about is the lack of care and maintenance on our roads. Um, big old potholes because of the salt that they spread from the snow. Um, so I am in no way trying to um, demean or diminish the progress that's being made in the country. However, I do want to talk a little bit about that the the smaller roads not being paved as well because if you can't get from point a to point b in a in a you know smooth way that impacts your ability to deliver quality service to your customer let's say you're a supplier okay and you need to be able to supply food to the restaurant these are things that i'm literally dealing with right now on the ground right where i'm dealing with um how do i get the crops that have been harvested from my farm to my restaurant and how long will it take so that i understand the cycle of using the product versus replenishing the product um, how much do I have to harvest? How much can I, where can I build in enough waste? For instance, damaged product, um, things that 
don't grow properly? How much, what's the margin of error um, that I can have and still meet my profit margin? I mean, these are the questions that I'm having to ask myself and having to have the discussions about, you know, because now you're talking about trucks. You're gonna have to either rent trucks or purchase trucks. Initially, when you're starting, you're probably going to rent the truck, right? Because you can't afford necessarily to purchase um, trucks. I can't afford um, at the onset to purchase big trucks to travel between the farm and the restaurant. And so these are all questions that are on the table, which drove me to really think about my quality service to my customer. My end user is the person who comes into the restaurant and experiences farm to table for the first time. You want to give them an experience where the food is fresh. It makes them feel as if they literally are picking up a piece of fruit off from the farm. You want it to be juicy. So these are all of the things that you want to give your customer. And if you market the business as such, you've built an expectation for your customer to have that experience. And so the mechanics behind your service quality are really real. You have to really be interested in how you plan to give them that experience. And the pieces that have to go in place are really important. Um, so here's some things to think about when we start talking about how you can put together um, a simple service quality system inside your farm. Now, everybody's not a farmer. I'm not a farmer technically. I'm a new business, on, I'm a new entrepreneur in the farm agriculture space. But here's what I'm learning. The first thing that I would employ people or, or really implore people to think about is think through the experience and reverse um, the process. For instance, I want customer um, X to experience juicy mangoes. Okay, juicy mangoes. So what does it take to produce a juicy mango? How long does it take to produce this mango? What is the process for me to um, have it cleaned and processed and ready to be put on the truck so that literally once it arrives at the restaurant, um, the staff can take it off the truck, put it in its proper place or clean it again, obviously, put it in its proper place, ready for being ready to be served to client customer X. So there's a, a timing um, piece that's included. Um, it's a what's in, what are you putting into the ground, the seeds, the soil, the fertilizer, all of the different components that make for juicy mangoes. Um, what is it? Is it, are you going to have um, mangoes every day or are you going to just make it a seasonal product? What are you going, how you're, so these are the things, the first thing that I want you to think about is how do you give customer X juicy, how do you deliver on your promise to give customer X juicy mangoes? If you have not thought that through, don't make the promise. 
That's the first thing. <laughs> um, think about something else that you can do. Number two, the one, the second thing that I think people should really think through is budget. Service quality at the level that you want to provide it is contingent on on how much money is readily available for you to give to this quality system. If you know that you cannot afford to have mangoes um, and the care for mangoes and all that it takes to harvest mangoes, etc., have them picked, etc., um, and have them processed. If you know you don't have the budget to do that every day, really think through how much the unit costs from farm to table. Now, it's supposed to be somewhat less expensive, but not mu- not by much. Um, so you need to think through if that's something that you can deliver on your promise of having daily, weekly, seasonal, um, special occasion, juicy mangoes. Um, so budget is really important. The first thing, let's go back, right? Calculate how much time it's going to take you to produce the juicy mango. <laughs> Number two, Make sure you have enough budget to meet the timeline that you have created. And then the third thing, really identify if there are multiple uses for your product. So are there a number of customers that benefit, not just the customer in the restaurant, but is are there external customers outside of the restaurant that can benefit? Can you supply your mangoes to a hotel who's struggling to have them um, as often as they want, which would add to your budget to help you meet your own timeline and meet your budget shortfall in the event that you can't deliver the promise or experience that you would like your own customers to have. So offset, think outside the box. Don't be afraid of innovation. Um, and then, and these are all things that, you know, we call it diversification in, you know, the investment world. You don't want to just lock in one type of customer. You want to give yourself an opportunity to um, have a diversified audience or customer base for your products. Now, what does all of that have to do with a quality, a service quality system? I'll tell you, now that you have outlined um, kind of what your cycle time is, how much money you can spend, and who your customer base is, now you can kind of think through Um, the plan for technology. What technology can you leverage that will help you cut cost cycle times and help you um, diversify who your reach is toward? Um, So this is one of the reasons why your service quality system um, from a practical level is really important to think through. And then it's also really important to think through how you can um, make sure that your technology is supporting the promises that you want to make, not that you're buying technology for technology's sake. You need to have the framework in place so that you find the right technical solution to support it. I'll give you an example, something that's in my dream. I haven't um, done it yet, but one of the main issues 
in the time to um, deliver products um, to the restaurant is food security. You want to make sure that your product arrives, um, all of your product arrives um, where it needs to be on time. And one of the things that I'm learning about food security is that there are a lot of tools out there that help you with your supply chain, um, but you have to remember what your promise to your customer is to determine which solution works best. Um, and then you've got to think about the capacity of the staff and employees to help you maintain that promise and those technical solutions that you're putting in place. How much time do you wanna to take to train people? Because that impacts your service quality system. How much time do you want to invest in the people, which I personally think is paramount. If you don't invest in the people, you don't have a service quality system. So just continue to think through like, this is my pie in the sky dream, and it's really not that far-fetched, but I want a, U a GPS solution that will help tell me, um, you know, the temperature of the truck um, before, and how low can it go before the product is impacted, the crops are impacted as into spoil, et cetera, or that there's a, you know, change in the color, et cetera. So, that, um, so there's that piece. Um, and then there's the food security and then there's the people security, making sure that people can arrive safely from one place to another so guys this is really kind of what I wanted to talk about today very rambly if you will but I wanted to share with you guys um, the importance of how to bolster your improvement strategies in your business through service quality and I gave you uh, what I consider a practical example of businesses that I'm actually um, producing um, on the ground every day and these decisions have to be made um, because the impact to your profit margin and revenue generation are all a part of your service quality system. So guys, I will talk to you guys again later. Thank you for listening. Join us weekly for high impact episodes to help you grow, scale, and innovate your company. Find us online at nelsonlegacyenterprises.com.